0: Welcome into episode three, everyone, of Who's Together podcast. I am your co-host, Lauren Moses.
1: And I'm Quinn Brandy. You already know what time it is
0: today. What is going on, Quinn? It is Sunday, which means the football team just had a game. Homecoming weekend at that. But before we get into football, you know we always have to talk about football. We're also going to talk a little bit about basketball because the blue and white scrimmage is coming up. You guys, at the end of this episode, we'll hear an interview that I did with Kaden Shedrick from the men's basketball program. But first off, homecoming weekend on ground, usually something that is highly regarded. A lot of people are talking about it, wanting to go UVA Women's Swim and Dive team. They were recognized during the football game for winning back-to-back championships. I mean, we talked about it before. All we do is win, win, win.
1: (laughs) All we do, and I love our dive team. Actually, our swim and dive team, like they're amazing,
0: like the (laughs) amount of like, yeah, I no. just
1: like to do a tattoo they get you know, on the on the sales during like the tournaments. Like I think that's cool, honestly, in my opinion. Like, yeah,
0: and they are a lot of them. You know, are also training with Team USA and things like that. Um, but when we talk about the women's program, they are returning this upcoming season, which is going to start here soon. They're returning three individual NCAA champions: Kate Douglas, Alex Wash, and Gresham Wash, siblings, um, and then the men's team. <laughs> <laughs> and then the men's team is coming off their third straight top 10 finish of the NCAA championships, the first in the program history. So that's dope. And they are returning eight of 10 All-American performers. The fact that you little- have 10 All-Americans <laughs> <laughs> on one team, oh, really? <laughs> that that's amazing. But we know that a lot of teams do get recognized for their achievements on and off the court at, uh, you know, different times in the football games. Um, but something that I saw... Before the game even started was a picture of the stadium, Clint, where there just wasn't that many people there. Yeah. For homecoming. That shocked me.
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) It's tough. Um, It's tough. And I think it's just just one of those things where it's like, it's uncertain. It's a lot of uncertainty going on. And so I think fans are just not knowing and not understanding what's going on and so you know i see the i saw the photo too and it it didn't look really you know appealing to me either
0: well it's also tough because we took another loss we are now two and four um at home against louisville this past saturday i think this was the game that you know everybody was kind of just saying like this has to be the one like right like this is the one this is the one where we can turn it around their um quarterback injured not going to be playing um this could be the time where we start clicking and early on in that game it looked like we were gonna you know be back <laughs> <laughs> or at least, be find, back. at least at least find a rhythm and that's what it seemed like yeah. they you know behind uh armstrong it seemed like they were going to start finding their charisma um but they couldn't really find the beef like i always think of like i was thinking about it like a dance it's like you're dancing but you're not dancing on beat is what yesterday looked like to me what did you see against louisville
1: it it just was it was bad um (laughs) it was bad i think honestly like you said at first it was It was great at first. I'm excited. I'm in the car. I'm watching. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, we're good. Like, we're getting turnovers off rip again. And I'm like, oh, we're great. We go down. We score. Or we kick a field goal first. I'm like, okay. Then we go down, throw a bomb on the next play. And I'm just like, what else do we need right now? Like, (laughs) we're good. And then after that, yeah, after I seen him run that 44-yard touchdown, and I said, yep, Here goes Virginia football. And (laughs) I just, it just sucks, honestly, right now. Um, But I think it's just, it's a lot to deal with, honestly, from being an alumni to being a fan to be being a person that just likes football. It's just like, it's hard to watch half of the stuff. Like, come on guys. Like we can do a lot better than what's going on. Like we can do a lot better, but you know, it's just – it is what it is right now.
0: Yeah, and something that stuck out to me was – I mean, we've talked about uh, QB. we talked about Armstrong and, and you know, mm-hmm. it all kind of starting with him as the head yeah. of the snake. Um, but you've also talked about the running game and that you like what you've seen from them. But this game, it seems like they totally digressed. Um, 25 total carries and totaled six yards. Yeah. As a of- I-
1: I know we talked about the run game and I think it's great, but we just didn't play all phases of football. You know, we didn't have a run game. We didn't, we barely had a pass game. We, we just didn't execute anything. And so that's what it just comes down to. And I know um, Tony Elliott tweeted yesterday after his press conference, like he's tired of like hearing about the old culture and like, what he's trying to rebuild in yeah. and like, I, I understand what he's saying. Cause like, it's, it's tough. He's, that's all they have to rely on. Like you're a media person. You've done talk to, you know, coaches and stuff and, and interviewed them. And you know, you can, that's how you make stories. Like that's how you get headlines. That's how you make make a living doing what you guys do in the media. But like, I get it, but it's also just like, we, we are in a rebuild we are, you know, here to change a culture that was already established, which is his culture. So, you know, it, it comes with the territory. But yeah. I just think overall we just need to play with energy and really have a fight about us. Like, I think right now we don't have no fight in us. We're just going through the motions. Yeah, Everyone's just there. It's not, eh, we're doing all. I mean, defense is holding their own. I mean – You can only do but so much and, you know, stop them from doing so much. But, you know, at the end, it kind of got carried away a little bit. But, I mean, it's still tough as a team when we're not doing all the things together. Like, if we do it all together, we're great. We're going to be phenomenal.
0: Yeah.
1: On point, on cue. But we just haven't found that rhythm.
0: Well, one thing that did come out of, I don't know if it's really even good to say but i mean it's something that will be in history books at uva for ever um armstrong's 50th touchdown passes the cavalier happened and he's now tied um for first place in program history with 56 touchdowns so hey you, you get to I mean, you get to say that you're in history books and you know assuming that he throws more he will be number one all by himself at some point
1: <laughs> i mean i hope so i mean yeah. it's it's there for him to beat it um But, I mean, it also is going to come down to him executing, the receivers executing, um, the O-line blocking, and then it comes to defense creating turnovers as they have (laughs) been, um, and defense stopping the offense from scoring, which is, you know, it's the game, but it could happen. But I think the most important thing is, Whatever coach, I mean, it's just like what Minnehall did. Like when Minnehall came in, we already had a set culture of what was going on. He had to destroy that culture to build yeah. the culture he wants. It's a and lot so, of
0: learning and relearning when new coaches come in.
1: That's it. That's all it is. And so when it gets to this point now, it's like you know Tony Elliott wants his way. It's not you know Minnehall's way no more. It's, it's Tony yeah. Elliott's way.
0: Yeah. And
1: so we have to. He he's breaking that culture down like. He's not saying it was a bad culture, but is he's he has a winning mentality too. He has the winning blueprint as well, and so we have to be at this point where we have to break that culture and accept what this new culture is going to be and yeah. what he wants to do for this program, which is going to be special, yeah. but it's going to take time. Like this year, like cool, this is our rebuild year. I didn't I didn't expect us to be eighteen and zero at this point. Like we don't even yeah. play that many games, but. I didn't expect us to be 18-0 and and be playing for a national championship this year. Like, yeah, no, like, we got to crawl before we can walk again. Like, this is a rebuild year. It, it happens. But That's, people don't want to see that. They just are used to Hall and it's just the way he is. And so we just got to get to it and just, just break the old habits, basically, okay. and create these new habits. And, you know, next week we have a bye,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is good. I think it's really good that we have a bite next week because now it's like, okay, we've played some tough games, been in nail biters, won some, we we lost quite a few.
0: Lost, lost more than we won, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we lost quite a few, but it's just now it's to the point, it's just like, look, guys.
0: Time to regroup.
1: It's time to regroup. Like, are we going to be who we want to be? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, and like I, I always say, like, and it was just funny, like, when Justin Anderson like tweeted at me like on I Twitter, saw that. Like, I was gonna bring that up. Like, like we stink yeah, we're stinking it up right now. We're stinking it up. But you know, and I and I like what he said. It was just like JPJ wasn't built in a day. Like, and I and that resonated with me because like at one point they were kind of going through that rebuilding phase too. And then
0: mm-hmm.
1: they and just been
0: broke through.
1: Go, 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 go. And it's like okay. they've been dominant after dominant after dominant. I mean. Of course, they, they've they had one coach for a very I was going
0: to say, you think about how long that they've had that one coach have to build yeah. that culture for so yeah. many years. Um, so I
1: get it. Yeah. And so it's a little different because you look, look around like all our sports. A lot of our sports teams have the same coach for a long time and they're doing very well because <laughs> that culture is that culture. Yep. Like we get glimpses of that culture, but it's like they don't really stick around that long with yeah. us in football as coaches. So it's like they have it built. And so, you know, I think Tony Elliott will be one that will stay for a while and mm-hmm. continue that culture to be built. And so I'm just excited to see where it goes. But I just think this buy this week is going to be really helpful and something to really, like, take us to our next level. Like, we have, you know, quite a few games left this, you know, this season. And <clears throat> we just got to play forget everything else just play football
0: um yes one of those games that we will be looking out for it's not the game that you're going I think you're going to the Miami game at no, the end Miami. their next game after the bye week will be against Georgia Tech who just beat Duke which we mm-hmm. know Virginia lost to but something you brought up you talked about um Justin Anderson another alum was yeah. tweeting about the game your good old pal Micah Kaiser yeah said that he was blaming covid for <laughs> stunting the momentum of this program you were around the team um i don't know it wasn't 2020 was it 2019
1: i or was, was there last year Well last uh, season oh
0: 2021
1: i missed miss covid yeah
0: okay um what are your what are your thoughts about that because we all know that covid impacted like literally every sports program known to man right um yeah we also know that it did there was a lot of adversity whether you had players who were getting sick, coaches that were getting sick, uh opponents who you were supposed to play who you're no longer playing, so it kind of stunts what you're preparing for for these games. Like everyone obviously was impacted. Can you say that COVID impacted Virginia football any differently than it did another program?
1: I mean, I mean cuz our COVID year, what we went we, we 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 were decent. Um
0: look it up.
1: I don't remember the, the our exact stats of what we went that year, but it was decent. And then the next year it was like it was okay. Like then after that, Minden was like gone type of thing, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so, it was like, <laughs> so okay, so twenty nineteen season, um it was you guys went nine and five. Yeah. Twenty twenty season, COVID year, it was let me see. Uh, five and five. Yeah. And then last and season, six and,
1: six and six. Six and six, yeah. And so it's just, it. I think, and I, I think what Micah is saying, is just like, because I think the year before that, we were in the Orange Bowl. Like, we were in the Orange Bowl playing for the ACC championship, and it's like, okay, what do we have now?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> like, like, what do we have There's now? It's like, yeah, literally. It's like we went from, you know, went 2 and 10 my first year there, went to a bowl game, you know, the military bowl. Then, you know, I think that following year they played in the Belk Bowl. Yep. And then, and then the following year they went to the ACC championship and then played in the Orange Bowl. And then it's just like after that it was like, Okay, we we did good. Then COVID hit, and it's like all the juice and like momentum we were building up and having. It just I see what he's saying. It's just like
2: yeah, it's just yeah. been going
1: down for us. Yeah. Then we get new coaches. It's just like what else do we got now at this rate? Yeah,
0: that <laughs> like, makes sense.
1: You see what I'm saying? So it's just like I see what he's saying, and so I think it it did kind of shock our momentum because we were high we were, we were on a high. So, I mean, we had Bryce Perkins, but we also didn't get Brendan Armstrong. That's equivalent to a Bryce Perkins, not saying they're like the exact same, but they're both putting up great numbers. Yeah. And so yeah. that's just how it is. And, you know, COVID sucked, but I mean, I just think it's also we're in like a rebuild period too um, yeah. with yeah. in recruiting with kids we have there with, with everything we got going on, so it's just like everything just looks like a momentum killer and just like a a drive just like killer, basically.
0: And I want fans to know, like, even though, you know, this is what's going on in this season right now, as Quinn just talked about, through, through Mendenhall's journey um, or his era, like, it's going to get better. And I feel like the whole no fans in the stands thing is just – It's discouraging as an athlete. So, like, I mean, women's basketball, pretty sure you know, we don't get the fans that men's (laughs) basketball gets at all. And, like, yes, we understand why people come out versus one sport versus the other. Um, Whatever the reason may be, I just want to encourage fans who, you know, aren't who may not be going to a game because of the wins and losses. That should not be the reason why you attend a game. You know, like, um, I think that the more athletes have fans behind them the better or more likely they are to play better um to show up and give the energy and effort because at the end of the day like we do it for the name that's across our jerseys which is virginia um and for you all in the stands because you are there (laughs) um so don't get discouraged over the wins and losses things are going to turn around you keep showing up you keep supporting um this program isn't gonna let you down so
1: yeah but with her saying that for athletes listening to this as well, no matter who's in the stadium, who's around, you got here for a reason. Like you're here because you're talented. You're, you know, you're a high caliber athlete. And so when you step out on whatever field you're playing on or court you're playing on, or, you know, water you're in, it's, it's go time. Like, no matter who's in the stands, no matter what's going on, it's go time. Like, you have to put on a show no matter what. Like, she said, like, you know, you have the name across your, you know, your chest, but you also have a name across your back. And you got to play for that no matter what, too. And so when you step out on that field, it's, it's go time. Like, I don't care if it's two people in the stands. You better make sure them two people leave with a smile on their face and say, that person right there he put on a good show and you just balled out. And that's, that's all you want. Like, yeah, we're, we're I'm trying to find ways to get more fans in the stands. Um, but, you know, that's tough right now, but you know, I'm, I'm working on some things and trying to get some things in play, but
0: yeah,
1: you know, I'll be at Miami game. Um, I got some details on those stuff coming out soon. So don't worry, get ready. Um, I'm trying to do some things to get fans involved there, but that's what it is. And so we're, we're going to keep rebuilding. We're going to be strong. You know, we're going to, we're going to finish strong. I believe um, we got a buy. Then like you said, we go to Georgia tech and then we're back home versus Miami. So we got, we got a few games left that we just got to get ready for and be prepared for. And that's, that's all we can ask for at this rate.
0: These are going to be what I call gut check games after this buy. I yeah. think really, if you know, mentally mentality, like if that can't be changed during this bye week, then it's going to kind of tell you what the rest of the season is about to look like. Um, yeah. So hopefully that they can turn it around. Hopefully they can get the momentum, all the good juju, and get back you on the winning get back on the winning track. Um, moving <laughs> on to men's basketball, like I said in our open, is that I interviewed Kaden Shedrick from the men's basketball team. Uh, so this weekend, October 15th, there's a blue and white scrimmage. Again, fans, it's free.
1: Yes. <laughs> free. Man, it's free it's fans.
0: free fans um, men and women's teams will be playing um like an inner like you know inner squad uh yeah. scrimmage for the fans mostly but also to prepare for the season so obviously you guys know we talked about it in our first episode the women's side has a new head coach coach mox so this will be her first time and then right after the women play the men will play again this is free of charge gates will open at 12 30 p.m on saturday one hour prior to the start of the first game. So go check them out. Get you, you know, you're probably going to get some signatures signed by the men and women's teams. Um, Go check them out.
1: Yeah. So how do you feel? Like, I know, you know, you're part of, you know, women's basketball and having these scrimmages and getting ready for the season. So, like, what was, like, your thought process? Like, you know, when the blue and white game is coming up, like, the season's here. Like, it's a long season. Like, How does your, like your mind change from like summer workouts to fall workouts to like now it's preseason? Yeah, we're about to hit the ra- ground running.
0: I feel like as soon as we have our first practice, which for them was probably about two weeks ago now, is when my mind changes to like season time. Um, yeah. So the the inner squad scrimmage, blue and white scrimmage, it is more of a like, all right, what have we what we've been working on for the past two weeks, and how does that mm-hmm. look? out on you know on jpj's floor not our practice gym and things like that so it's more so like getting in the mood for a real game but again we're playing against people we play every day in practice so in regards to the like competitiveness it's not heightened at all but um you know we also scrimmage other teams before yeah so um uh, but yeah no this is like this is this is definitely season time this is definitely new head coach who are we about to be i'm a very very excited to see this woman's program under coach mox i'm planning to go down there in january to call a few games so uh i will definitely be in the stands cheering them on when i'm not calling the games because when i'm calling games i have to be
1: and biased. i <laughs> at that rate.
0: <laughs> but without further ado, make sure you guys continue listening to hear this interview with Kaden Shedrick. You take LZ once in a
1: while, gotta charge to the game. You gotta charge it to the game.
0: Let's welcome in Kaden Shedrick from the men's basketball team, a 6'11 redshirt junior from Holly Springs, North Carolina um how are you doing today w- what are you up to tonight looks like you're out and about <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm doing well um i'm out here at the uh virginia versus florida state women's soccer game uh my girlfriend's playing so came out to support me and some of the nice. guys
0: she's on the uh women, on the uva team or florida state uva team okay cool awesome um so you are from north carolina you were being recruited prior to your choice to attend the university of virginia you were being recruited from by louisville Xavier, Wake Forest, Florida, Wisconsin, just to name a few. Uh, what sold you on the University of Virginia?
2: Yeah, so pretty much the reason why I came to Virginia was because the, you know, the coaching staff, the the whole, the program as a whole was pretty much everything I was looking for. Um, just, the, just the culture that they've built here. Um, you know, coming out of high school, I knew I was probably going to have to register if I wanted to be great. Um, so You know, I looked at my options. I thought I looked at what Virginia was done with their red shirts, you know, DeAndre Hunter, Jay Huff, Mamadi, I was like, yeah, Um, I think it's the place for me. So that's why I'm here now.
0: Yeah. And so you talked about red shirting that that freshman year is obviously something that the men's program is kind of known for, whether, you know, people do it for various reasons. Uh, For you, what was kind of your plan with that red shirt year? And how do you think that it has prepared you to have a season like you did last season?
2: Yeah, uh, for me, the plan with my retro year was to get stronger and gain weight and um, to um, keep developing my skills because, you know, coming out of high school, I was still pretty raw. So um, that was the goal for me coming out of my retro year, year Um, You know, I think I made significant strides going into my second year. Um, you know, I started, I played some real minutes uh, up until the point where I got sick, but um, it was good to see all the progress I had made. And, uh, you know, after I got sick, that kind of, ruined my season, but, uh, I use it as an opportunity to continue to get better. And, um, yeah. so, uh, you know, it led up to last year, uh, you know, I got a full season of significant minutes and, um, I, I think I've developed a lot ever since I got to UVA.
0: For sure. I mean, last year, 35 games, 19 starts averaged almost seven points, five rebounds, 1.2 block shots. Um, and you guys had a 20 plus win season last year lost the same Bonaventure in the third round of the NIT. Uh, what is the common theme heading into this next season?
2: Right. I mean, coaches have been really been honest about being a hard-nosed team, you know, um, making multiple efforts um, and, you know, just being a like, you know, getting back to what Virginia is known for in our defense. Uh, you know, our, as a team, you know, we're just, first of all, of course, we want to make uh, the NCAA tournament, but I think the main goal is just win one game at a time and see where that takes us. Um, So, you know, we're not really thinking about March. We're thinking about November 7th, or really we're thinking about tomorrow's practice. So you are just taking a day-by-day approach rather than looking um, too far ahead.
0: Yeah, and so uh, I was in the same graduating class as Isaiah Wilkins. Zay, um, I know that you, I'm sure, I don't know, but I'm sure you do get some comparisons, you know, wearing the same number, his defensive efforts, your defensive efforts, especially around the rim, blocking shots. How has... Him being in the gym with you all, being on the sidelines of these games, being able to share his knowledge and wisdom. How has that helped you be able to see the game from a different view as well?
2: Yeah. And Zay to, I guess, uh, the coaching, set, uh, coaching staff has been yeah. probably, you know, I've I've enjoyed it a lot. He's been incredibly helpful. He's a great resource. You know, he played in the program for four years, so he knows what he's talking about. He knows what we're going through. And not only for me, I think it's really good for the whole team to just have like somebody relatable that's gone through it um, just, you know, on the sidelines in practice with us uh, on on the green team. So um, I I appreciate everything is doing for us.
0: Yeah. And so you guys have the blue and white scrimmage coming up at the end of or kind of middle of this month. Um, What is the goal for the blue and white scrimmage? I know it's kind of a fanfare type of situation, just having played in it on the women's side. But what? Are some things that you want to focus on to just you know it's the first outing um in front of fans. What are you looking forward to?
2: You know the way that I've always viewed the blue white scrimmage was just um just like uh often like we do segments in practice called ODD where it's just you know get up and down. Um I, I just consider it to be an opportunity to get better with my teammates and you know it's just the fact that fans are there. So um you know uh, it will be really cool for the fans to see, but for us you know we want to make sure we're really focused especially on our defense because you know and things like that um not necessarily here but you know as some other schools can turn to some crazy offensive uh affair so um for us we want to play the way that we would play any other game so um try and make it as competitive as possible so that's that's what uh we'll be trying to do next weekend
0: for sure. And so let's get some rapid fire questions in. Hopefully, you know, there shouldn't be too much background with, with these answers. It should be straight to the point. Um, so I'm going to shoot some at you. Let's start with favorite place to eat on grounds.
2: My favorite place to eat is probably uh, Jack Brown's.
0: OK. Favorite thing to do in Charlottesville outside of playing basketball.
2: Um, I enjoy going to the uh, bowling alley here.
0: OK. Is it like a Tuesday night? I know they used to have like a Tuesday night. It was like cheaper or something. Two dollar Tuesdays. I uh, want to
2: say. You know Chase Coleman goes like every week, but um, whoa! Oh, I just saw a shooting star. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, that was cool. Um, Chase Coleman goes like every week, like multiple times a week. You know, I only go like a couple of times, like okay, like like once a month. But yeah, but I enjoy when I do go.
0: Nice. And so, what what UVA team? I would. This is a question that I had but didn't know that you would be at the soccer game supporting your girlfriend but what team do you support the most would you say outside of soccer
2: <laughs> uh the teams I the I think I support women's soccer <clears> the <throat> most but uh UVA football is probably not too far behind uh you know I try to go all the games I can I enjoy watching my fellow student-athletes play so I go as many games as I can um okay yeah.
0: and what's your girlfriend's name what, what number is she how can we Sarah, you know Sarah support?
2: Turner, number 18.
0: Number eighteen, go go give her a shout out, be at the games, y'all. Um and what's your your go to pre game song slash artist that you have to listen to?
2: Uh, uh nobody's gonna know who this is, but my favorite artist is Ye. He's like a he's a rapper. He's kinda like not many people know him, but I love him.
0: Where you know where he's where is he from?
2: He's from like Seattle, I think.
0: Okay. Uh mm-hmm. your favorite Charlottesville memory so far? Favorite,
2: favorite, does it have to be like in Charlottesville or like during like a about like any basketball season memory
0: any, any basketball season memory is fine too I,
2: I would say uh beating duke last year in cameron that was really cool um it made it even better that i had a pretty solid game so um yeah. that, that was really cool now everybody gets to win in cameron let alone playing cameron so
0: very true uh which teammate are you closest
2: with Ooh, i i'd say probably either my roommate reese or um chase coleman i'm leaning to chase coleman we've been here together for uh um, uh it's our fourth year together, so
0: So, and which cl- coach are you closest with?
2: Uh if Zay counts, then Isaiah Wilkins.
0: Okay. Uh which teammate has the best music playlist?
2: Ooh. Uh I'm we'll going with uh oh no, they all like NBA Youngboy and I don't like NBA Youngboy. <laughs> I'll go with uh, uh I'll go with Chase.
0: Okay. Uh which teammate do you say is the most competitive? Uh, Kia for sure. What's the jokester? Who's the jokester of the team?
2: Uh, uh, Leon.
0: Okay. And who is the best dancer on the team?
2: Um, I would say the best dancer. <laughs> I'm going to go with that uh, chase.
0: Okay. Last question here. Uh, what, if you can, I guess, encapsulate this, this junior season for you, three words, uh, what do you plan to leave on the court this year?
2: Uh, wins, yeah. effort, and uh, blocks.
0: For sure. I appreciate it, and I respect that.
2: <laughs> yep. Thank
0: you so much, Kaden. Everybody tune in to Who's Together podcast. It's episode three, and yeah, that's a wrap.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hope cool really be on.